Today's episode of The Ride Podcast is brought to you by The Click Ring. Wear the ring and show the world that you can live your line at clicring.com. Hello, fellow riders. This is your host, Rusty James. It is Monday, May 2nd, 2016, and this is The Ride. Man, what a difference a day makes. This last weekend has been full of rain and drizzle and darkness and clouds and cold and has really been a problem for me. I don't know if you get affected by the weather like I do. And here I am telling you, you shouldn't let the external environment affect your day. But I'm here to tell you, it does. It just does sometimes. And I thought I had a pretty good attitude, but the dreariness of the weather and the cold, it just made me not want to be productive outside, and I have plenty of things that I need to be productive outside. But today, the new day, the sun is lighting up the sky and warming up the day. Now it's not warm, 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 but it's definitely warmer and drier than the previous days. And it is welcome in my book. I don't know what to do about my stinky attitude when the weather is bad and when the environment is bad. I'm gonna make this a broader story today. Because you know we all face days where the sun could be shining, everything could be nice in the physical environment, but the spiritual and the emotional environment of the day is just junk. And we find it hard to deal with a day like that. What to do? What do we do? Well, I'm always coming back to the Word of God. We know our strength comes from our Lord. You know, if I were just to sit here and be real, which I hope you want me to be real, because being fake, the world's full of that, and we don't need any more of that. So I guess I want to be real. There are days that I really just... I'm not trusting God. I'm I'm not even going to say it. I'm not trusting God like I should. No, I'm just not trusting God. I mean, if I was going to be real with you. And I think a lot of times, those days that we struggle with, for whatever reason, those days are the days that we maybe aren't looking at our life and our world with the eyes that God has given us. I think we get selfish sometimes. I think we want things to be the way we want them. And when they're not, we get in a funk and we're kind of selfish-minded. I mean, if I wasn't selfish-minded over this last weekend, I might have been thinking about other people. Maybe other people who have it worse than me. And how maybe I could have been someone to help someone going through a tough time or 
going through a struggle. You know, maybe they were dealing with even a worse day. Maybe they had an emotional bad day and the weather was bad. The double whammy. It's so important for us to remember what God has said in his word, his promises to us. I think a lot of times when we're thinking, oh, woe is me, and I don't see a solution here, or, I, or I'm just having a bad day, we're simply forgetting the things that God has already promised us. In fact, we're kind of forgetting, we're kind of forgetting some of the struggles that he's gotten us through already. In some ways, we're like the Israelites. We're very fickle, and we're very... And we have a very short memory, I think. So think about the the greats of faith, like Abraham, for example. Abraham had bad days too, you know. He's not perfect. But he did remember what God had gotten him through. Sure, he made mistakes along the way. I mean, he, he's the guy who, I think on two occasions, lied to foreign dignitaries about who his wife was to protect her and him, you know, by telling them that she was his sister so that they wouldn't kill him and steal her, because apparently she was a hottie, apparently. Well, at least he thought she was, which is a good thing. You, you, you need to have the mindset that your wife is a hottie, okay? No matter how old you both get, she's still the number one hottie. Remember that. But, you know, Abraham wasn't apparently trusting God enough, so he had to lie, tell all these other kings and stuff that this was his sister. And kind of stupid... You know, the, one of the kings took her into his harem, his group of wives, whatever. And then it, the truth came out. And he says, what are you doing, dude? You, you're causing me to sin. And uh, so I don't know. I wasn't there that day to, to know what his state of mind was, Abraham. but uh, Or maybe it was Abram at the time. But he wasn't trusting God for the protection. And I think he probably should have. You know, that just got me thinking. At this point, he probably was called Abram. Which is giving me chills thinking about this right now because you don't need to be facing these bad days all alone, for one. God is with you because he's promised he'd never leave you or forsake you. But it's giving me chills because Abram identified with who he was, Abram. But God, by prophetic faith, identified with this man, Abram, as Abraham. And I say by faith, meaning he was going to call him Abraham. He was going to give him a new name. Well, guess what, child of God? You have a new name. Maybe when we're going through a day when it's when the environment is crummy 
whether it's physically crummy, emotionally crummy, spiritually crummy, whatever it is, maybe the problem is that we're still identifying with our old name. Could that be it? Because seriously, if you really could be real, and yeah, let's be real, and think about what God has done for you. And I'm not talking about what kind of car you drive, what kind of house you live in, you know, what kind of clothes you wear. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about the real thing. The thing that causes me to be grateful. The fact that I was lost and could not know God. Completely lost. Didn't know about Him. Didn't know why I would need Him. Didn't know He was there. And I'm, I'm kind of speaking in a general context, like humanity is this way. Didn't know that the Creator loves us and came to earth to give his life so that we could have a relationship with God the Father and so that I could tell you right now that if you've been dealing with day after day strung along all these days of a depression spirit just a just a heaviness that it doesn't have to be that way and it can actually be broken that can be broken over you right now all because of the fact that Jesus Christ came to the earth as a man but he was fully God and he suffered and was killed and was buried and on the third day he rose again kind of a big deal and my faith is in him the one who was not held by the grave and I have a new name he's called me a child of God and I'm grafted into the family I'm adopted in I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ that's a big deal and no longer do I have to view my world apart from God because I really think that when we're living our own way when we're in the selfish mode where it's just you know I'm the God of my life and and there is no other gods but me when I'm in that mode I'm really living smaller than the way I'm supposed to be living. I'm living smaller than the intention that God has for me. I'm seeing things smaller. I'm not seeing the goals that are before me being met in my own power. How do I know this? Because if I let my environment dictate my zeal for something, then I really don't have a lot of strength on my own. It's like I need to have everything going my way before I have enough oomph to make it in this world. And well, God says, you know what? 
I'm going to tell it to you straight. You don't have enough oomph to make it through this world. Not on your own. And you know, some people can try and some people can have a fairly good success. But that's in things that are of the world. Things that are temporal. And God says, I got bigger plans for you. My plans are for prospering you. To bring you to a good land. We need to be reminded of that every day. You know what I should have done over this weekend? I should have got into the Word of God more. You know, I don't know if I did. I maybe was listening to some scripture, but I really wasn't engaged. I probably should have gotten engaged in the Word of God. Like, let Him actively speak to me through the Word of God this weekend. It probably would have changed my weekend. That's what I'm thinking. Now, I know that there's some out there that are thinking, you know, I don't believe the Bible is for real. There's so many conflicts in it. And, and uh, you know, I've heard plenty of people talk about how it's contradictory to itself and all this. And I'll admit, there are some places where different authors have said things a different way from a different, adva- uh, uh, a different vantage point, I suppose. But I heard something over the weekend at church that really struck me. You know, you can claim that you don't want to believe the Word of God, the Bible, because it's just a story. But you can't argue with the fact that it's a historically very accurate document. If you studied, uh, you know, it's probably literary for those who like to get into this kind of study, you'll find that the Bible is one of the most accurate, well, it is the most accurate historical writing ever, ever, just plain ever, period. It's more dependable, as far as what was written then and what we read now, it's more dependable than the writings of Plato or Homer or Aristotle even. And yet, higher places of learning will quote those other people with veracity, and, and, but maybe claim that the Bible isn't historically accurate. Well, you study it and you will find that because it was sacred, there was a lot of effort made to make sure that there were no changes as time went on. Now, sure, there are still conflicts of vantage points and things like that, and, and places where you might need to be less literal, maybe, when you read it. But this is the kicker, okay? This is the kicker. For those who want to just say, you know what, I don't believe that's for real. And even if it was historically real, I don't believe that there is a God or that that God has his signature on this particular story. You know, I hadn't heard... I hadn't heard it put this way, but my pastor discussed one of the reasons why you can look at the Word of God as though there is this indelible signature from God Almighty is because of the prophetic content of the Word of God. Now, we already know, based on the historical record, that the Old Testament was very accurate. So we know that the Old Testament we read today 
is the Old Testament that was read back throughout time since since it had been written parts of it and you cannot argue this fact there are I forget how many prophecies related just to the coming of Christ and how he would come I mean even the fact that he would come through a virgin I mean that's kind of putting all your chips on the table if you make that prophecy but if you really looked at scripture and all the prophetic things and things that really are just mind-boggling in terms of how far-fetched these things could be and yet they came true and yeah yeah you're gonna say well yeah the Bible's telling you that they came true so you know they wrote it so that it looked like it came true well yeah but there are many 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 authors and it's too far-fetched to believe that they all colluded to make this story gel when it comes to the prophetic I mean even the 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 forming of the nation of Israel after so long I mean that's that's a miracle right there and it was it was prophesied it was foretold so ultimately you know, I can look at the Word of God and look at the prophetic and what has come true and come to pass and believe that, okay, yes, something supernatural is in the pages of this book. And I, I will believe that it's God. That's, that's my, Rusty's point of view, that it's God speaking to us through His Word. And yet, there will still be skeptics and even after all that, I still have to, like I told you before, when I was being honest, there are some days that I have to put my trust in him, even though I have a hard time believing. It's just the truth, yo. So after all of this that I'm talking about the Word of God, there is a point at which you have to still, like Abraham, you have to trust God with everything. You have to be a man or a woman of faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. So, you know, he doesn't lay everything all out so that you can say, oh, okay, A plus B equals C, and oh, therefore D, and oh, of course, I must believe this, because obviously, using all the brain power that I have in my skull, I can determine that God is for real. Well, sorry to burst your bubble, but that's not going to happen. That won't happen. Well, I was going to say that won't happen until Christ returns and he splits the sky and the world sees him coming. But even then, there will be those who will refuse to accept him as Lord. Believe it or not. I mean, think about this. Uh, the devil, our arch enemy, Satan has seen him knows about him and refuses to bow his knee and he even knows the power of God he even knows that he couldn't keep him in the grave and yet he still wants to corrupt our minds and corrupt our allegiance to the king it's his goal 
I'd like to encourage you today to put your trust in Him, even though you can't A plus B plus C gets you to D, you can't prove Him. I'm asking you to accept that there is a God. He came to earth in the form of a man, lived as we did, tempted as we are, and didn't sin. He was a substitute for the death that we were going to have to pay to cover our sin. He was our substitute, the substitute teacher. Listen up. Don't ridicule that substitute teacher. He is a teacher, but he is also Lord. I want to encourage you to trust in him today. Find out more about him in the word of God so you stay in that word and you live in peace. You pray for those who persecute you. And no matter what you're going through today or tomorrow or the next day, the word of God says things about you and about your relationship with God Almighty, the one who created heaven and earth. He has a plan for you and it's a good plan. And regardless of your environment, remember what he has provided you, the salvation he gives you, the ability to be free from sin and death. He's provided that to you. You just need to accept it by faith and trust that the answers you're seeking, the things you don't quite know yet, that he will start showing you those things. I promise that it'll happen as you put your faith in him, all right? And I will see you on the flip.